Yes, people. Welcome to Echo Chamber. Now, let's get straight into things. Here is the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 3rd to the 5th of May. At number 10, 8th grade. At number 9, Shazam. At number 8, Captain Marvel. At number 7, we've got Red Joan, which... um. If you want to know what it's like, you can find a review of that and Captain Marvel. It, uh, I think they both dropped a few weeks back. Um, so, yeah, if you just look through the episodes, you'll find those. Um, at number six, we have Wonder Park. At number five, Dumbo. At number four, Tolkien. At number three, the Curse of La Lorna? Hmm, not sure what that is. At number two, Long Shot, which uh, was reviewed last week, so check that out. Um, and at number one, like, we know, we know, right? For a third week, I believe, Avengers Endgame. What, what? Alright people, let's get to the information of the episode, right? So this week, I, um, I chose to watch The Wandering Earth Which is, um, I think it, it's slated to be China's biggest um, Biggest ever film, uh, like it, it made so much money at the box office. It's like their equivalent to um, Avengers Endgame. It's um, it's based on a on a book by uh, Chizin Luz. I, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's C I X I N. L I U. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's based on a novel of the same name from him, uh, and it's directed by Frank Guao, who um, before this had never directed a large-scale sci-fi movie or any scale sci-fi movie before, which is. Um, yeah, kind of crazy. He got the uh, he got the project. It's starring um, Jing Wu, um, Man Tat Nush, Jin Mei Zhao, uh, Mike K Su, uh, Charich Ku. But um, yeah, I'm butchering. Every one of these names. Ah. Gosh. Yeah. Not the best, but um, I don't know. What can you do, really? Um, and, okay, so the story is this. In the near future, when the inflating sun is threatening all lives on Earth, 
Governments are united together to carry out an ambitious plan. Building thousands of gigantic thrusters on the ground to push our planet out of the solar system. They call it Project Wandering Earth. 17 years later, the plan is in danger of catastrophic failure. When the Earth is travelling near Jupiter and gets sucked into its atmosphere. With only 37 hours to spare, teams of rescuers rush to save the Earth from colliding with Jupiter. A young man, Lu Kui, his sister and his grandpa are involuntary brought in to uh, the rescue mission. Together they will encounter many difficulties along the road. They will revisit their past and they will feel desperation and hope. This is a story about uniting all humans to face enormous challenges about strong feelings between father and son and most importantly about hope in despair which um you know they're big themes they're definitely big themes to kind of deal with and um like this is yeah a, a really like the effects are good the effects are really good like i haven't watched a dubbed film in so long I forgot how fun it was you know what I mean like I, I just remember watching old um Chinese kind of um kind of like not samurai films but they were like fantasy films kind of like monkey um they used to air on on channel four at like um three in the morning so when i couldn't sleep i used to sneak down stairs and uh you know turn the volume down on the tv and just watch these crazy crazy dubbed films with lightning and fighting and it was always so much fun and it just kind of brought back those memories when i was watching this it's um like as I said, look, the effects and everything of the film are very good. The story is a little problematic. Um, now, looking into the film, it does, you know, like there is word that a lot of scenes were cut, which does make sense. Because there are things happening in the film that don't quite mesh together. Or you feel, oh, I think something must have been missed here. You know? Like, um, we start off with the, the dad, the granddad, and the, 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 the son as a little baby on the beach. And, you know, it's, it's kind of living this sweet little moment. And he's, the dad is, tr you know, trying to explain to his son that he has to go. You know, that he, he, he's going to have to go on an adventure. 
but when the sun looks up into the sky and sees a spark that will be him so we get this and then it kind of moves forward but I think an issue is it's not quite explained why him you know what I mean like there's a lot of things like that that something happens but it's just like but why you know like why you and why that and why and we never really get full explanations on a lot of this stuff so um we have that then we kind of move forward I I forget how many years I'm not even sure if it actually said but we jump forward in time and the boy is now I don't know like late teens maybe early 20s like I don't think that's ever you know specified but we move forward to that he's got a sister who's in school and yeah it's all about like he needs to go to the surface we never know why this is another thing we never know why but as soon as it's like i need to go to the surface fine i'll bring you along you know some shit's gonna go down you know what i mean so we know this but an issue is like the his sister the girl she doesn't really say anything in this film. All she kind of does is moan. At, moan. Like screech. And say things that make no sense. Like at the very beginning. She says something that causes a lot of trouble. And it's a bit like. You, you're not. You know. It's not like she's a little girl. So, you know, she she's old enough to know that saying a certain thing is going to get everyone in trouble. So, it's a bit weird. You either have to make her younger or explain why she would just blurt certain things out. Do you know? Because it, it, it doesn't make any sense for her age. So that's like that's a bit of an issue with her. She's a pretty like, you know. To be honest, a a lot of the main characters are pretty one-dimensional. You know, there's not much substance to them. They're like sister, brother, granddad. That's kind of all we get from people. Like people do things, and it's a bit like why because we know nothing about them like we know nothing like there's, there's a bit when a woman shoots this thing and it's a bit like why would you do that that makes no sense whatsoever it's, it's just a crazy ridiculous thing to do why would that happen you know it's like um the brother falls out with um the commander of a rescue group but it's all a bit like like why why are you having this stupid argument 
because what the situation that happened is clearly an accident so it, it makes no but it's like they wanted to have a young an, an, an angry young teen in it so this thing is orchestrated for that reason but it makes no sense to have this angry young teen you know it, it doesn't fit within the confines of the actual story you know like we're all we're told he constantly is saying remember i'm a genius but he's like but like huh how does that work how does that fit in why are you constantly saying you know it, it, it's just like it would it would have been better if something was shown like how he's clever and how that fits but we never get that you know apart from there was a moment where like there's a problem and he's like oh why don't we do this and you're just a bit like but surely everyone else would have thought about that you know it's just a bit ludicrous to have it like oh this little kid's gonna work out this whole and it's like wait what are you doing here so the the, the film it, it's just like the idea of the film i thought was interesting you know what i mean like the planet the best way to kind of solve a problem is to move the planet to a different solar system that's just like oh shit because usually it's um a, a universal ship everyone gets on a, a a universal ship a generation ship that's the that's the word isn't it not universal a generation ship and they they set out like that but to actually propel the planet there was like okay that that's an interesting concept yeah i'm on board with that but then to get from that point to the end like it was just a bit formulaic you know yeah and there was things that happened in it do you just be like but did we really need that scene was was this really needed for the film you know you got to do a lot of cool special effects but how does this actually help the story and then the end the end was just a bit again it was just a bit like over orchestrated like you knew what was gonna happen and it was just a bit like oh it's just not you could have done it better and then the speech there's this speech and it's a bit like why would that galvanize anyone you know like i think some of the fit stuff is like with with this you know with the writing and that kind of stuff are we losing stuff in translation so there's that and then if a you know if it's true that a lot of scenes were cut then yeah you can see why the film might be very fragmented and there's things in it that make no sense 
you know, that kind of, you can then understand that, but, yeah, it's just, a, it's a bit all over the place, which is a, it's, it's such a shame, it, you know, because I love a good sci-fi film, and then especially coming off Avengers Endgame, it's just like, alright, yeah, I'm definitely ready for another great sci-fi epic here, and now, you know, what they try to do is make an epic film, you know, for sure, you can definitely see that, it's just, you know, the sum of the parts don't, don't make a great film, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, it's a big shame, uh, but I, I, I don't know, I guess, if you're a fan of things like Sunshine, the, um, the Danny Boyle film, I think you would like this, so I, I think that's the, um, a, a close kind of analogy to it, like you had uh, 10, is it 10, 1, O, um, or I, O, one of the Netflix original films, but that's, you know, it's kind of an idea about a planet dying, but I feel that's a more coherent film than this, but possibly if you like that idea, you you might like this as well, but you know, it's on Netflix, so you know, it, 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 it's there, you can watch it, you can start it, see if you enjoy it, it's a bit of a long one, it's 125 minutes, um, but yeah, if you like disaster films, you know what, if you like something like Armageddon and the core, you know, you might like this, it's probably more like the core than Armageddon, but yeah, I'd say Sunshine and the core, if you like those two films, this could definitely be your cup of tea, so check it out, it's Wander The Wandering Earth, and you can find it on Netflix. Alright, cool. Well, people, if you love sci-fi and film, be prepared to get excited. Because the Sci-Fi London Film Festival has just launched its stellar 19th annual program, which will run from the 15th of May until the 22nd across London with eight days of amazing film, immersive experiences and more. It will showcase a fantastic lineup with four world film premieres, 11 UK film premieres, 11 world short premieres, 13 UK short premieres, it will also host 17 features, 36 shorts, 7 VR shorts, alongside its regular classic cult events such as the 48 hour film challenge and sci-fi Fido, the world's only cosplay for dogs? Hmm... 
opening this year's festival on the 15th of May at the Prince Charles Cinema is the UK premiere of Perfect, a film that sends us tripping into a science fiction world like no other. Directed by Eddie Alcazar, it is unclear if the young man has committed a horrible crime, but his mother sends him to a luxurious retreat full of beautiful hedonistic people for therapy. He will receive an experimental treatment to cure his ills and discover his true self. His mother has been there, but does she want to help him become perfect? Frenetic editing, soul-shocking set pieces and some eye-popping animation. Perfect alternates between calm and chaos and picks at themes of AI genetic engineering and esterism with its super heightened visuals worthy of Glasper no production design that dazed would find hard to beat and a stunning soundtrack by Flying Lotus hmm. and Closing the festival on the 22nd of May at the Stratford Picture House is the world premiere of The Risen Possession, directed by Matt Mitchell and starring Julian Ryan Tutt, Serene Sofar, Adrian Edmondson, and Sally Phillips. In 1955, NATO and the Allied forces conduct secret occult experiments in a bid to win the arms race. They succeed, but what they unleashed almost tore our world apart and sent a human through a portal to somewhere very alien. This was the story of The Risen, our closing night premiere in 2017 come forward to now and a group of urban explorer explorers is exploring the abandoned bunker but will they and a private military unit sent in after them become the final pieces in a 60-year plan to reopen a door that should have stayed closed oh well that all sounds pretty damn interesting. Um, if you go to the description of the episode, I will post um, the web link for the festival um, so you can find out more information on all the other stuff that's showing and pick up your tickets. All right, people. As we start to see the end of cold evenings and perpetual darkness, pop-up screens are here to offer you the perfect activity to fill the balmy evenings. Their 2019 screening program in partnership with Benadryl will bring an iconic lineup, smash hits, old and new, to your local London park. Screenings of over 40 of your favourite films will begin in Bishop's Park, Fulham from the 19th of July 
from cult classics the breakfast club and dirty dancing to recent blockbusters and oscar winners such as bohemian rhapsody pop-up screens are ready to make your summer unforgettable keen to get cinema lovers enjoying london's green spaces Pop-up screens will be setting up events in picturesque locations across the capital. Their giant screen will be taking up residence in the charming Ravens Court Park in Denmark Hill. Iconic Guildford Hall in the heart of London and the beautiful Canberra Gardens in Kingston. And will be coming... Priory Park in Hornsey for the first time this year. There will also be a host of amazing caterers set to offer tasty treats and ensure you have everything you need for your evening under the stars. Local businesses will be supported at each location. Guests can tuck into a gourmet hot dog or sourdough wood fired pizza while you watch your favorite flick whether you are looking for the perfect date night or family fun pop-up screens have your answer and are ready to provide a relaxed atmosphere and a friendly vibe this summer tickets start from 12 pounds 50 for adults and eight pounds for children and don't forget you can bring your own blankets 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 yeah bean bags and cushions or even hire a director's chair however if you fancy enhancing your cinematic experience why not be a vip for the evening with the perks of a guaranteed chair in prime location and a drink upon arrival to get you in that hollywood mood doesn't sound bad right well check the um the details of this episode and i will put a link in there so you can book up because trust me july might seem a little while away but you will blink it will be here and all your favorite films will be booked up so yeah make sure you get on this A-S-A-P Well people, we um, are closing to the end of another episode This week it's a nice short one, you know what I mean? Didn't want to pack it out with films that I really just didn't give a shit about So let's hit some film news and then we bounce Alright, so shortly... We're going to have Godzilla, King of the Monsters, hit the cinema. And um, Michael Dorothy, the director, is um, doing press at the moment. Uh, And he was asked, you know, what he'd like to see in, uh, in the franchise pop up. So he said, I like the idea of going back in time and telling 
creatures stories from different eras skull island was set in the 70s but personally i'd like to do godzilla bc go back to ancient times and really see the ray harry haffelson-esque world where primitive humans had to try to survive with these creatures maybe we'd get to see the first time mankind truly encountered godzilla and get to see how that relationship was christened because um yeah so this is all kind of part of a monsters universe which started with godzilla in 2014 then in 2017 we had kong skull island this year we're gonna get um godzilla king of the monsters and next year we're having godzilla v kong so um yeah i don't know like they're definitely getting better because the 2014 godzilla it was a bit ropey kong skull island it was better than that but it still had issues so we'll see what this new entry has to say for itself um in a few weeks time okay so um in the 90s in um 1993 in fact sylvester stallone made cliffhanger it was directed by rennie harling and it was a terrible film it was so bad like we were seeing shit happen that you'd be like they would die or an avalanche it was just it made no sense whatsoever but when has that stopped people from trying to milk something so um yeah producer neil moritis who um has been working on the um fast and furious series is of films he is uh, developing a new version of the film and um anna lily amipor is attached to uh, direct so um in this new take i i think you probably know what i'm gonna say here well that's right people they are trying to find a female lead to play the Sylvester Stallone role. Obviously, they are. Yeah, um, ugh. like the original film revolved around a group of um, villains who, uh, you know, pulled off an ambitious midair heist. But with you know these things problems occurred and they lost the money on a mountain um and they uh stallone's character was a mountain climber expert who uh, was so conveniently on the mountain and these villains grabbed him and forced him to help them find their money but Stallone knew that 
hey, once he found the money, they would murk him. So, um, then we had all this action scenes of Stallone trying to get away and, ugh. Maybe this new version will be better. We will see. But Stallone isn't attached. Um, so, um, you know, we're still waiting on what's going to come next with, you know, phase four of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One film we know that will be coming is The Eternals, which already is starring Angelina Jolie and Kumal Nanjini. Well, um, Richard Madden, who um, people probably know from The Bodyguard and Game of Thrones, is in talks to play the role of Icarus. So, um, yeah, things look to be shaping up with this film. Uh, And uh, speaking about Phase 4... Bob Iger, the CEO of the Disney um, company, has been out, you know, doing a little end games and Toy Story and all that promo. And he has confirmed, which we all knew, that the Phase 4 announcement will be coming later in the year. But um, he hasn't actually specified when that would be if it would be a you know comic con in san diego or if they'll have a standalone event where they will make this announcement uh one thing though he did confirm um was that uh fox is going to um they're gonna cut down on the amount of films they put out each year So, of late, uh, they've been putting out 12 to 13 films. But, um, now they're part of Disney. Um, It looks like they'll be putting out five to six films each year. Which does make sense because, you know, it was a few years back that Disney halved the amount of films they put out. And... You know, when you look at the evidence of this, all the films they put out have been huge at the box office. So, you know, it looks like it's more of a, hey, let's work on quality over quantity. And because, you know, 20th Century Fox is now part of Disney, if you think about it, so you've got the Disney films... You've got the Marvel films, you've got the Pixar films, and then the 20th Century Fox stuff. So, you know, you like, you can only put out so much material. And if you put out too much, you start to see, hey, some shoddy shit. So, you know, it all makes sense. But um, it'll be interesting to see what films are cut from the existing, um, you know, schedule that 20th Century Fox had. But, uh, you know, we've already seen, like, um, Mouse Guard move and a few others go. So, yeah, you know, I'm sure in the coming months, 
you know, more information will um, filter out. All right, people. Well, that is the end of another episode of Echo Chamber. Thank you for listening. Um, Enjoy the films. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Oh, and check, remember, check the details of this episode because Sci-Fi London is starting on the 15th of May. So it runs the 15th to the 22nd. So you can find the information on that in the episode, you know, description. Also, how to book for pop-up screens. That information will be in the episode description. You know, so uh, yeah, check it out. Book whatever you want to see. And enjoy your week, people. I'll check you next Thursday. Peace.